Thank you for braving the storm, as it were, the ice and the fog. And thank you that, you know what, you came to worship a God, an all-powerful, almighty God, a loving God, a faithful God. This morning, we're going to be watching a video, a journey video, and, and as we, we dig into these videos, we, we just want each and every heart to understand that every part of our life is a journey. Are we journeying towards that light? Are we journeying towards that light that, that God is there for us in all seasons? Or are we letting the circumstances of life derail us into something that God is not happy about? Are we pleasing God in our thoughts, our prayers, lifting each other up, holding each other up to Him? As God works in our lives, we we know that it's by fire that we are purified and that we would call out to him, Abba, Father. Abba, Father. All-powerful, all-comforting God. Are we seeking him in our lives? Or have we been derailed by the fog? the COVID, something else that's happening in our lives that we go, oh, wait a minute. God is always there. He's always with us. And he's always true. Luke eleven twenty eight said, Blessed are those who hear the word of God and keep it. Are we on our knees in prayer? Are we in Scripture? Are we in the Word? And are we living that to then be that light of Jesus Christ the Savior? You know, the Holy Spirit works through each one of us if we'll just give that to Him. Let Him do the work. Let Him be the peace. Let Him be the light of our lives. Ephesians 3:14 For this reason I kneel before the Father from whom his whole family in heaven and on earth derives its name I pray that out of his glorious riches he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith and I pray that you being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the saints to grasp how wide and how long and how high and deep is the love of Christ. And to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be the glory in the church 
and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. You know, the fullness of God is something that is so enriching in our lives. If we just let it in, if we just let it work in us, that his name might be glorified in heaven. And that's what I like about these journey videos. It shows a path in our lives sometimes or, in, or a circumstance, but each one that we've witnessed so far shows that God is working truly in our lives. Even when we're in such depth of despair that we think there's no light at the end of the tunnel, Christ is always there. So as we start this video, take in mind that each one of us has been there somewhere, somehow in our lives. And we may be again, but that God is truly with us always. Hi there, I'm Nicole Simons. Um, I am going to talk a little bit about um, a very pivotal moment in my life. Um, my journey that started my faith um, and really understanding who Jesus was in my life. I was 26 years old. Um, it was the year 2007. Um, I took notes for this, this story, um, believe it or not, even though I lived it, it was a very difficult time in uh, my life, uh, which is hard for me to share. Um, I had another journey story that I had already done. I have recorded and um, I just really felt like the Holy Spirit was pushing me to share this one. This is a story in my life where um, for the past 13 years, it's just been between Jason and I and all the ups and downs and everything that was involved in it and why I am where I am today. Um, so like I said, it was in 2007, um, I received a phone call that morning. I was on my way to Bible study and it was about 20 minutes away from my dad. And we had a great conversation. Um, he talked about how he loved Jesus and he knew he was forgiving and loving God, um, that no matter how many mistakes we make in our life, um, he forgives us and he continues to show us and guide us and love us. Um, had I known that that was going to be the last conversation that I had with my dad, it probably would have looked a little bit different. But nonetheless, I am thankful that my dad asked me to forgive him, um, to um, just love him. Um, he told me how proud he was of me and that I was a good mom and a good wife and the best daughter. Um, stood by his side through a lot in his life. I'm thankful I had that moment um, with him. Later that afternoon, I had received a phone call from my stepmom and she had asked me if I had heard from my dad at all. And I had said no. Um, I haven't she says well he left a note here but his truck and everything is here still I thought oh that's weird okay that's not like him 
for the next uh, 48 hours, I sat and I pondered, where in the world is he? After multiple phone calls, I tried calling him. I got nothing in response. Um, it just seemed like it was the weirdest thing in the world that he would just disappear, you know? He just told me how much he loved me. Um, he was supposed to meet me for our, my birthday dinner. Um, nothing. Well, that few days had passed. I received another phone call um, from my stepmom that the neighbor had found my dad. Uh, at the time, I was like, what? I guess I don't really understand what that meant. Um, I played that over in my head um, several times and I called my husband and I told him what had happened and he said stay there I'm coming to get you and I said oh gosh no they need me I need to go over there with my four-year-old son in tow uh, I went over to my dad's house I realize now that God had protected my eyes from seeing so many things that he did not want me to see. I can remember it being just a really painful and at the time seemed very unbearable um, circumstance. I couldn't figure out why my dad would commit suicide. He it just seemed like an alternate universe that I was living in um, that I just didn't really quite understand. In the process of this happening, um, you know, looking back at two months prior to this going on with my dad, I remember diving into the Bible like never before. Um, I remember opening up scriptures and reading and just praying a lot, um, fighting my own battles with anxiety. Um, I was just looking to the Lord for relief and um, not really realizing that he had had a plan why I opened up my Bible in the first place. Um, you'll have to bear with me. I had to take notes on this story because, like I said, it's a tough one for me. Um, in the process of grief, trying to figure out why things happened the way they did, um, I realize and I look back now that Jason and I were surrounded with so much love and support, um, but I couldn't still help but feel alone. Um, through all of that, as I opened up my Bible and I prayed, um, I talked to God every day and told him I don't want to be alone. Why do I feel so alone? In that process of um, feeling alone, I guess, um, Satan really played a huge part in the next, I would say, five years of my life mentally. Um, I was alone. Um, I am gonna, you're gonna end up like your dad. Um, I had nightmares. I had dreams of my daughter finding me um, in that same way that my dad did. Many um, people were praying. Uh, not a lot of people understood that that was something that I had gone through. I went to counseling. Um, she tried to help guide me through that. And I think in itself, I was battling something completely different. See, I lived a life um, prior to really understanding my relationship with Jesus of just a very self-motivated person 
uh, I was selfish. I, my motives were never right. I did things that benefited myself. Um, I even fibbed now and again um, to get what I wanted. And that was my dad's life. That was how he lived. He had an, a, a life that um, wasn't the same as yours and mine. Um, that's hard to understand for somebody that's never really gone through that. And so I didn't realize the hurt that he, he was in. So in the process of me feeling like I was constantly alone, even though I had people around me at all times, I never went anywhere by myself. I had one of the kids. I made up an excuse to have someone with me all the time. This went on for a few months. Um, in the beginning, um, I know that as I prayed and I went through so many emotions, um, I can't express the lengths that Satan went through to try to turn this tragedy into a defeat for me. Um, the more I opened up the Bible, the more I prayed, the more he tried to deter me and his little lies tried to sneak in. One morning I can remember waking up and I, I was just felt so defeated that morning and I was in tears a lot, um, frustrated. I opened up the Bible and the verse Joshua 1 9 that says, do not be afraid, do not be discouraged for the Lord God is with you. This did give me comfort, but my belief I was still shaken a bit about why something like that can happen to someone, why God would allow something like that to happen. Um, it took me a long time to understand that we have our own choice to make in this life. And it's either following Jesus and living for him or our own, we set up our own destruction basically. And that's how I saw it, is that my dad just was a lost soul. But the conversation that I had had with him was he was a good guy. He loved Jesus. He knew that Jesus was forgiving. So I couldn't understand that. God gave me peace throughout this entire situation, even though it doesn't sound like it, but he did. He was comforting. Um, he surrounded me through this process. And mind you, the only person I'm talking to in depth about everything that I felt was my husband. And I kind of felt like God knew I needed him when we met. Um, it's crazy to think sometimes that God knows everything and he knows how to prepare our hearts and he knows how to prepare us, his children, for things in this life that are out of our control and out of our circumstance. I remember waking up Easter morning. Um, I didn't want to go to church. I wanted to stay home and just be with the kids and the little voice inside my head, no, you need to go, you need to go. Uh, and the voice outside, my husband, no, let's go to church as a family. Let's just celebrate and let's just have a good day. Uh, we went to church that morning. Um, I really didn't want to be there. I remember standing in the um, in the chairs, not in the chairs, standing in um, 
the sanctuary and we started worship and uh, worship was different that morning and I was just in tears it was hard for me to not worship God and praise him because I knew he was he was in the building he was in that place and I remember just closing my eyes and just giving everything that I had to the Lord that morning um, had my hands in the air I was just worshiping and then all of a sudden I just uh, this was the first time I'd ever experienced something outside of myself knowing just God knew what I needed that morning after the struggle that had been for a few months every single day I looked up and I just closed my eyes and I just started singing. Everything around me went dim and quiet, couldn't hear anything and I had this great feeling of warmth surround me and it was so bright that it looked like I was looking into a light bulb and the Lord grabbed my hand and in his presence there was so much peace, so much joy, and I felt myself just smiling, and I could feel tears running down my face, and he grabbed my hand, and he said to me, you're not alone, and all I can see was him embracing me and walking with me, and gave me a glimpse of what was behind me and what was ahead of me, and he was there. He was in the front, he was in the back, he was on the sides, he was embracing me and he was holding me. Um, he said, you're never alone. And in that moment, everything, the noise started coming back, the music started coming back and I just put my arms down and I just stood there. I looked up towards the front and I saw the pastor standing there and he just, he smiled and I sat down and I didn't, I don't even know what the message was about that Sunday, but I remember um, gathering my things, getting the kids on my way out the door that morning. Um, he grabbed my hand, the pastor grabbed my hand, and he looked at me and he, he just said, how was it? And I was like, oh, that's weird. God knew I needed the confirmation to know that what I, what had just happened was very real. And for some reason, the pastor saw something going on in me. Um, and it was just, it was a feeling of, I don't know, complete and utter peace, um, like I'd never felt before. You know, as I tried to live in that moment as long as I could, um, I could remember so many scriptures, um, Isaiah 41.10 or, you know, First um, Thessalonians 5.16 and 17, you know, fixing my thoughts on what is true and honorable, right, pure and lovely and admirable, you know, other than Joshua 1.9, these were verses that stuck with me every day that I repeated over and over, as well as many of the names of Yahweh, I just repeated those. Uh, for, it took me about 10 years or more to realize that I'm the daughter of a king. I'm the daughter of a king and Abba is my daddy. I am not of my earthly father. And as 
much as Satan tried to tear that down, God built that up. Something that was meant for tragic and a tragedy in my life, God built it. He built my strength. He built everything that I am and my faith on a solid ground because of this circumstance in my life. Now I'm sad that it took for that tragic instance in my life for me to turn my life around and just realize a personal relationship with Jesus is the most important thing in this life. Um, people and families, they come and they go in our lives, but God remains the same forever. And that is something that I go back to every time is that God is never changing. His love is always there. He's always with us no matter what we're going through the hard stuff, the good stuff, but during the good stuff, let's not forget to praise him through that. I tried to live in that moment for so long, but you know, with kids and loss and, and job changes and moves, those things got drowned out with what the expectation of this world has on us. And God made this victorious. He made it a blessing in my life and we just need to seek him first. Proverbs 3, another scripture that I prayed, as well as Ephesians 6.10, talking about the body of armor and surrounding ourselves through the mental battle that I went through for so many years. And it's just gotten easier when those things come about for me. I just know and remember that through this entire circumstance that God was in the forefront of it all. He made it all about him. I woke up every day um, at 5 a.m. to do my devotions, talk with God. Um, you know, it's crazy that I didn't think that in my life that I could um, be in a place that I was. And to see, as I look back now, God's hand in every bit of it. Um, he has shown me where he's worked, where he's, where I was weak and where he was strong, where he gave me strength to get through things that I didn't think I had. And I just know that sharing this journey for anybody else that's out there, that whatever you're going through, feeling that you're alone or that you're going through a circumstance by yourself, it's not true. Don't let Satan's lies overtake you. I heard a great message the other day that talked about how, how do we deal with despair or discouragement? Don't park there. Get out of that. Look to your hope in Jesus Christ. We don't want to park ourselves in circumstances because we know we serve a greater God than that, a more powerful God that loves us that cares for us, that wants good for us in our lives. And through no matter what you're going through, there's always someone there to help you, to guide you, to walk with you. Um, and that's what a church family is. And so, which brings us to Oregon Trail. Um, we've been here for about three years now and life hasn't been easy. It's been a struggle, but it's had its good points and it, we've been blessed, we've been so blessed but to know we now still have a church family that we can rely on, that we can lean on through these times in our lives, especially now. Um, 
I just really felt compelled like I needed to share this story with you guys um, to know that God's there. He is a wonderful, loving Father. And if you have anything you want to ask me or we could talk about, um, you just let me know. My ears are always open. I may not always have the right words, but uh, God does. And so I just um, thank you for listening to this story. Um, God bless you and have a wonderful day. What a great message of despair and yet light through Christ Jesus. How when we think God is so far away, and yet as we turn, he's right there always. No matter where we go in our journey, no matter where, he's there. And he's not there to condemn us. He's there to lift us up, show us that glorious wonder of his light, of his righteousness, his mercy and grace, the love that he seeks us out, even when we're not necessarily seeking him out. Yet he's always there. The minute we turn to him, he's right there and he's been there all the time. So as we take our journeys, is it the journey of light or is it the journey of darkness? Are we seeking God in his righteousness and his love and his mercy? Or are we looking for someone to blame other than ourselves, other than our disparaging words or whatever it may be? God is always there to encourage us to just rely on him, to trust him, to obey him. Are we obedient to God in our prayers? Are we obedient to God in, in, in our just giving him our lives every single day? And yet when we slip and fall in our lives, he's right there giving us that gentle hand right back up. You know, in one scripture it says he covers us like a hen covers her chicks. And you go, man, I want to be right there. That's the God of wonder. That he would take a wretch like me and love me. And he does that for each and every one of us. As this COVID comes about and as this winter's finally setting in on us, we have to look around and just praise God every day that we know for certain that he is truly God. We want to make God number one in all things today. Second uh, Chronicles seven fourteen says, If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray 
and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Then will I hear from heaven and forgive their sins and will heal their land. God can heal this land, but it starts right here. It starts in every church in America to bend their knees to God and let the world know that God is light. He is truth. He is righteousness. So as, as we kind of wind down today, take this video home with you in your heart. Look at your lives Look at my life as we, as we travel. Is Christ that pinnacle in our everyday life? Is he there in the morning, midday, or in the evening? Is he there always? Or are we just seeking his hand? Or do we truly seek his face to, to reach for him and let him fill us up to that fullness that's in him I just praise God that we can get together like this we can worship we can praise and we're here for each other to encourage to enlighten and to make whole that church of God Jesus Christ our Savior well we would hope that if someone is struggling or maybe you haven't totally given your life to Christ Jesus, that today would be that day. And if you're a new person out there in video land that's watching us for the first time, we would hope that you would just bow a knee, let Christ in, let him be that true peace in your life today. Father God, as we, as, as we head for home, we thank you, Father, that you are truly with us. You are protecting and guiding and leading us. Lord, if there is that person out there who might be struggling in life somehow, circumstances is overwhelmed, maybe oppressed us and got us down, Lord, may we just seek you and seek your face always. Father, we praise you. We thank you in Jesus' precious, loving, holy, saving name. Amen.